Answers and Solutions. My name is Kevin Fandel, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Today, we're joined by Kim Putre and Rachel Flaherty, two women who have started a business that's grown significantly over a number of years in the Boston area in the field of, of hairstyling, makeup, esthetician, general beauty services, and they've applied that business to a number of different markets, which is very different than the, the corner salon that most of us know in this world. So welcome, Kim, Rachel, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, why don't we start a little bit with some background. How did each of you uh, decide to get into the field? Um, Kim, why don't we start with you and just give me a sense of how you how this all started for you. Well, I've always had a love of that, the beauty business. So uh, I, after high school, I did go to college for fashion merchandising. I uh, quickly found out it wasn't really my level of interest, so I decided to go to esthetician school. I uh, got my license for that, but went into the retail field in the cosmetic industry, mm. started out doing aesthetics for a well-known company, and kind of moved myself up from being um, an esthetician to an account executive, and then moved from that and kind of ended up in retail whether I wanted to, and it just it was a path I took. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ended up being a cosmetic buyer and then a uh, regional VP for a gift store chain. Wow. And mm-hmm. at the same time, always kept that love of hair and makeup in the back of my head. So I always did things for friends and family. And I see. Okay. So in that chapter, how... Um, how much of it was as a practitioner and and how quickly did you move to kind of a broader industry a business focus uh well when i first started as an esthetician it's basically it was it was aesthetics and sales it was Uh, being uh on a main floor but we were doing facials we did things a little differently back then than now and this this company was a lot differently based than your your Mac and your your cosmetic lines that are on main floor. These this company, um, Adrian Arpel, actually did facials and such on floor. Wow! So it was it was not really a salon. It was in it was in a retail establishment right for you right from the start. She was basically okay. in on main floor, but she was also in salons. Ah, so okay. she had uh, a different kind of model than everybody else did. So I started out with. Uh, main floor, but then I went into one of the salons at Saks Fifth Avenue, which is no longer there. Wow. Uh, and then from there, moved up to being an assistant to the account executive and then the account executive. Great. Okay. Thanks. Right. Rachel? I just always loved it. And right out of high school, I went to cosmetology school. I mm-hmm. went to Blaine down in Hyannis. Oh, yeah. Uh, once I completed that, I started in a salon and I've worked at three salons in my time span. And then with that, I also did weddings and regular hmm. cutting, styling, blow dries, color. Wow. Okay. So I kind of just, I've been there ever since, and it's been a long time. I choose not to tell you how long. That's fine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Me That's, either. That's right. That's right. Um, so, so you were in what people would see as the, the corner salon. So as a layperson, an outsider in terms of this field, do do most of those salons that I see as I you know as everyone drives around do they also have a, a less visible business where they're working weddings and events and stuff and we it, it is it's more it, for most of them is it more than just people walking in the door for their nine o'clock appointment or or not so much I think it depends on the salon itself okay. I currently okay. actually still work in a salon okay and yeah. um, we're just basically your clients come in and you do your clients and they yeah hopefully are happy and go on their merry way right right. <laughs> But there's no business in the back. Okay. We don't we don't do weddings in the salon so much. We just do a few here and ah, there. I actually okay. don't because I 
take care of my business, my wedding business. I see. Okay. And so the salon you're in is part of your, is it not even? No. Oh, no, I see. That's, I see. Who, that's where we met, actually. She was my hairdresser. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I, that's where I was going There's, next. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so build that out a little bit. So you met okay. by. I moved to the town that she was working out of, and uh, I needed a fantastic hairdresser. And here we are. Mark and Rachel. (laughs) And um, I, at the time, had just had uh, triplets, and Mm. I had an 18-month-old. So my professional career, as it was, was no longer to be. I couldn't travel and do all the things I wanted to do. Uh, Through being with her, she had suggested, hey, why don't you come be an esthetician at the salon? And I just wanted an escape. I needed to get out of the house a couple of days. And it was it's a great license to fall back on, whether you're a mom or or you want to do it full time. And that's the beauty of it. So I went in the salon, worked uh, like I think two Saturdays a month and one day during the week. And we started doing weddings here and there, and I loved doing the makeup and proms and such. And from there, it kind of, I, I think after about two years, I left the salon because I wanted, I was just used to being my own boss and doing my own thing. Yeah. And um, rented a little studio and talked with Rachel and said, hey, do you want to do some of this outside of the salon? Is because... To be honest with you, most salons do not want to do weddings because of the fact the scheduling is very difficult. Mm, okay. uh, some do do it, but I know from the ones I've talked to, most of them say it just takes up too much of their time and they can't service their regular clients. Their regular clients right. get into fear, especially if you have weekly ladies that like to come in and they love to see it, but it's a lot of chaos too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, so the. Um, so then you reached out to Rachel about joining, about joining, coming with you. Yeah. And just, it was just a yeah. conversation that yeah. we had. And then I, I had this okay. little space and yeah. we decided, you know, let's just try this on the side, see how it goes. And uh, there was, you know, a decent amount of competition at the time, but not like there is now. Mm. Uh, mm. And we started out just the two of us and it just started to grow and mushroom. And she had people she knew through the industry and I had people I knew through the industry and mm. Uh, we went from two a two horse operation to eighteen. Right, I saw that mm-hmm. on the site on the website. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. were sixteen. We've actually just gone up to eighteen. Wow, nice. So in the early days, um, uh, a wedding a wedding event would be x the bride and x number of bridesmaids and it is it typically i'm thinking it's like a Saturday morning or something. Is this typically crunch time? Speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, that's the beauty for especially people who have a job during the week uh, and they want to do something on the weekends or somebody who, like myself, had, had yeah. a lot of oh, kids sure, I had to deal yeah. with yeah. and wanted to be there for the buses. Yeah. So it was a Saturday business, you know, and I could be home during the week at the time because back then I answered all the emails and I took care of the money and the scheduling and such. Okay, okay. And the, you had, how long were you in, in a relationship where it was, you know, you were... Rachel's customer how was that just a few months and this all seemed to become obvious or was it several yeah, years it's probably a year yeah, obvious, yeah it was a year and then she yeah, came to okay. work so then we like worked together that's right. true that's, yeah. right not really because she didn't pay me anymore now I did for free <laughs> <laughs> yep. bonus yeah yep. okay so it was it it wasn't a terribly long time but it wasn't like you know two or three visits to the salon like hey, right. hey, hey we can right. okay yeah okay mm-hmm. right. and she brought her specialty and i brought mine that's true i don't right. do her job she don't do my job that's, that's true. how we I like went to, to hairdressing it. school but <laughs> i it's just not my thing yeah i love yeah. it i just don't i i 
give them all the credit in the world because I do it and it just does not equate like hers does. <laughs> yeah, that's good. everyone's got their mm-hmm. their niche, their skills. All right. Nice. We do have people though that work for us that do both and do both beautifully, which is great for oh. us because they can service smaller weddings. They can do like oh. the when there's just one or two people right. on the wedding right. party. We have people that can do both hair and makeup, and we send them out for that. I see. Okay, is that is that very is that unusual for someone to be because you have to be licensed or certified in both areas well if you're a cosmetologist you're actually licensed in all of it Mm -hmm. Uh, so like technically i could do her job you just don't want me to (laughs) (laughs) right back at you (laughs) so so let's that was going to come in later but let's let's stay with that for a minute so for 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 our listeners give us a sense of that world in and the landscape of it hair makeup cosmetology which you say is is both, but uh, is that the whole world? Are there other specialties or and, and well, what, esthetician, esthet- is, right? right. Is, is the makeup right. is yep is skin, skin and ca- skincare makeup. You can be uh, a nail tech. Okay, uh, in Massachusetts, nails, the right. hours are much different than anywhere else in the country. Uh, for to be a cosmetologist, it's a thousand hours. It was a thousand, and, and that covers all the disciplines, right? All the specialties. Right. The only thing it doesn't cover is massage therapy. Right. Oh, okay. That's a whole different. Yeah, that's like right. hundred hours on its own. All right. And then an esthetician in Massachusetts only has to have three hundred hours, whereas in most other states, it's anywhere from uh, six hundred to fifteen hundred. Wow. Yeah, it's a totally different ball game. And then hmm. uh, to be a manicurist, I believe it's a still hundred, isn't it? Like a hundred yeah, manicures, hundred okay. hours. Um, I will tell you that you and then I, and then hair and then hairstylist is. A thousand. Oh, that's it covers the, all of oh, it. Right. That that's cosmetology you, is hair. You oh, can't just okay, be a you can't you. just be a hairstylist. You have to have it in all of I see. Okay. It's just, okay. A much it's, it shows how little right. people outside the field right. really don't understand. That. Right. Yeah, and okay. The makeup portion of cosmetology is minute at best. I mean they don't like they maybe put five hours in maybe. out of the thousand, you know, if you get wow. that. It may have changed, wow. but yeah. when I went it did there was Zippo. Hmm. Um, we were doing perms. Oh, I just dated myself again. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. But so in this industry, though, there are a lot of people that do this that are not licensed. You, when we were talking earlier, you mentioned it. So is, to be blunt, is that illegal? You know, it, it is and it isn't. Um, the state board of cosmetology has enough to deal with just trying to deal with salons and uh, making sure that everybody's doing what they're doing. They're doing it legally. So there's really no penalty for it. That, so that no, enforcement. no enforcement. Well, they, they just don't have the yeah. capabilities to do it. Is it right? No. But people do it? Yes. Um hmm. Some people go to just the makeup classes and get a certification and do it, which is, you know, which is fine. Uh, but I think as far as, you know, just legally, there's just no way to ascertain or, or to even police it. So I they see. don't. I, I think with the with the hairstyling, um, it just seems less... Um, it, it seems like there's less opportunity for, like, harm and injury. You know, whereas putting things on... You, you know, would think, would, but there's burns that can happen. Carlinines are very hot. Right. Ah, right. okay. But you're looking at 300 hours to put a chemical peel on somebody's face versus 1,000 hours to put color. That's true. You know? That's true. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and even the 300 is conservative it's it's minimal compared to the rest of the country you can absolutely but you can go more that there are bigger because i went i think when i went a really long time ago i went i think 900 hours but Hmm. um it was not that was still not the state law but they a lot of the classes Catherine hines and such they offer larger like a a medical esthetician license Hmm. although the state doesn't recognize it as a medical esthetician, whereas in other parts of the country they do. Great. So, um, so you you joined forces, started the business, and pretty quickly it led to the you know the, the wedding business was the foundation of it. Um, so, t- tell me about how it grew and it grew in diversity. We take it. Uh, well, um, as far as starting out, I think we began with, you know, some word of mouth and such, and people got to know us. Uh, but you start, you, you do your tried and true uh, advertising, the knot, wedding wire. Uh, oh, those okay. are the two big ones when we started. They still are today. And actually, wedding wire just bought the knot, or they, they're joining, joining forces. forces. Right. Hmm. Uh, okay. So that's where you started, and you'd advertise through there. And... Uh, I would say a huge part of the business is reviews, whether mm. it be Yelp, whether it be Wedding Wire, the Knot. I mean, we have over like 500 out in the marketplace, some you know, between wow. all of them, yeah. and that is what gets the business rolling. That I see. and people getting to know you. Uh, I just did a wedding this weekend. It was the fourth person I had done in that party. So because I had done one of the bridesmaids' wedding, then I did another oh, bridesmaid, oh. then I did the sister, and now I did the identical twin sister on Saturday. Oh, my goodness. So that happens. You know, she, she'll get requested over and over and over from friends because you do one, and there's seven people in the wedding. And then as time goes on, they all get married, and mm. It, mm. it mushrooms from there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Anything to add to that? Any oh, other I think pers- that, that covers a good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Rachel, if I can ask, um, you know, your situation is you're still at a salon you've been at for quite a while. Um, we talked a few minutes ago about how many salons do wedding businesses, and you know, you spoke said you know some do and some don't. So, in this current arrangement, you and Kim working together and the business you have together, is that overlapping or competing with? I mean, how does that sit in the context of your? Nine to Monday through Monday through Friday salon job um, that doesn't really interfere. Um, okay. I, if we do get a Friday wedding, they go to our other girls. I don't take Friday weddings. Okay. Yeah. Um, the salon yeah. I currently work at, they kind of choose not to do too many weddings. So if there is one, a lot of times they'll ask me if I want to do it if they're already too busy, uh, mm. and it doesn't seem to bother anybody. Yeah. So yeah. it works out well for everybody, I think. Good. Good. Um, it's good to know. It's a. It's a often a delicate balance when people have you know mm-hmm. working multiple opportunities multiple jobs great well they like it when i bring my my wedding clients come into the salon to get their hair done so it oh, works out well even, for me right. i see okay mm-hmm. so i do have some of my former brides are now my clients yep yep um staying on the diversification of the business so in your on your website and in your literature what do you mean by editorial work Editorial is anything that's done for magazines. Um, it can be also can be run considered runway, but usually it's there's a lot of like local Boston magazines. We've done stuff for Boston magazine. We've done things for Scene magazine. Uh, you know, Vogue. That's they're all considered editorial, right? Any any uh, spreadsheets they do or spreads they do on clothing or something like that. We'll go out and we do the hair and makeup and we're out running around Boston while they're, you know, doing their shots and we're there to touch up and such. So 
Every every person that's in a magazine, for the most part, has had some kind of hair and makeup done. <laughs> some. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm -hmm. no, the ones that haven't are obvious. Should. Right. Should. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so business has grown it's diversified you've grown in locations and we'll talk about that in a minute but um as we finish kind of the this chapter of starting the business and the initial years of the grow of growth what were some of the surprises or the obstacles you know you great chemistry between the two of you you each know your field you had word of mouth and kind of um you know you were known and respected on a, at least a local level pretty much from the start um as you grew the business, what were some like, oh, man, I didn't see that coming? What were some of the surprises? Uh, probably where we advertise sometimes. You know, when you kind of go into this new, I mean, I had a big business background, which helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. But the, the advertising part I didn't have. So, you know, we'd get talked into these big old spreads and we'd be like, okay, great. And they would fall flat. We would spend 3000 $4,000 on something and get very little back. Uh, so you kind of over time learn, you know, okay, do we want to do this show? You spend, I don't know, $1,900 to do a bridal show and half the brides aren't getting married for, you know, five years or it's just, it just doesn't work for you. And I'm not saying that all of them, because some of them do work out yeah. quite well. We've done yeah. some for individual, uh, we're on their, their, uh, online magazine. Yeah, we've done that. And we're huh. also okay. on their preferred vendor list for some certain hotels. So they re they um, give out all of our literature, which is wonderful. And those kind of shows work well for us when they do them on their target audience. Hmm. But some of the bigger ones, we found that it was a lot of time, effort, and money, and it just did not uh, work out for us in the long run. Okay. Uh, so okay. I would say it's more from the advertising that has been difficult. Uh, we've yeah. been very fortunate with our the staff that we have. Uh, they mm -hmm. most of them have been with us since the beginning and are still with us. Yeah, I saw that mentioned on the website. Yeah. Even uh, you, yeah. you, sh you should be you are proud of that. You should be proud very, of that. Right? Very proud right. of that. Nice. And they're, they're the best group ever. Yeah. Um, and I think in your business career, you had some experience hiring, um, so that that was a, a help in the in the early days because you weren't going into it totally cold. Right. Um, right. Um, so tell me about adding locations. 16 now 18 um no um four four locations mm -hmm. 16 now 18 staff right four mm -hmm. um these aren't also i keep going back to the phrase you know general service corner salons yeah. right they're not okay so what is a typical location like and how did you decide the locale and staffing it so how did you grow the business in that sense so, well, the one in Bridgewater was the one that Kim initially found. Okay. And so we've always just kept it as kind of our home base. It's yeah. changed a lot. We've changed our decor a lot, but it's a, an office. You know, um, office? Okay. we don't shampoo hair there. We don't do haircuts. We don't ah, do, okay. we style, we do makeup, we have consultations. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we decided we wanted to get a little more north towards Boston. So that's yeah. where we ended up in Braintree. Okay. So we have yeah. two places in Braintree and then... And is that also very similar? Terms similar, yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do have a photo studio in the Braintree office, do. though. So we do okay. uh, headshots there. We do, you know, some fashion sets things. But we am she and I have basically grown in the photography end of it. So we've been doing a little bit of that on our own as well, which helps us. Like if we want to, the brides want to do a boudoir shoot or something like that, we can keep the cost down because she and I can do it. And I, I'm. Hmm. 
self-taught on editing and such and she's taken a lot of photography courses so we can offer those extra little things to brides Um, we have this other little thing that we call after the wedding where a bride can come back in after they've had their wedding and we can either do their hair and makeup exactly the same or we can do something really wild and different than what they had and give them like a, a photo shoot. Hmm. Uh, they can bring in like say their grandma or somebody was, was not able to make the wedding. They can bring them in. We'll do pictures with them in their oh, dress. Nice. And we can nice. just offer it at a much reduced rate because we don't have that extra you know, layer of photographers in yeah. that so um, those two locations, so the other two, is, is there a location where you do a full hair cutting? And, uh, no. No, I see. Okay, so how is that? Do you do that? Do you not do it at all and for the wedding? No. I no. see. Unless okay. we, okay. like, she's not the only one that works in a salon. We will send our brides to them at their, their other salons if there's something specific that they want. Okay, mm-hmm. to, to your to your salon. Yep. So yeah. mine or you know if another stylist is the one doing their hair for the wedding. They can go to their salon that they work at. Oh, I see. Because your other your your team, our, our team. also many of them have right. kind of their, their their home base salon. Yep. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. So that's how it doesn't okay. really interfere because I yeah. I'm not going to yeah. really take clients away to bring them in to do a wedding, but I also don't take clients from the salon and do them in the studio. Right. 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 Um, I don't want to get too much into the weeds, but just That's right. again for our listeners, um, it's kind of unfolding a, a world here that many people don't understand. So, mm-hmm. so the, the bride and the bridesmaids would go the day before, or earlier in the day, and get their hair, get a get a haircut, and then come to you for the final styling. So usually the day of, you don't do any of that fun stuff, haircuts and none of that. You usually do that weeks before. Oh, okay. you know, that's like your prep work for your wedding. It's like going to pick out your flowers. Uh, you go okay. get your haircut and your color done. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. And like for example, I will tell brides that they definitely should get you know facials or something beforehand. I have a company that I work with out of Braintree, uh, Belladurma, who's fantastic. We send a lot of people to them, uh, and they go and get their skin ready. Um, hmm. We're starting something new this year, too. We're going to do, starting in January, it's called the Beauty Boston Box. So our brides, for three months before their wedding, will get a box of product tailor-made to their skin and their hair needs that will be sent to them, and they'll get so that they can get themselves ready for the day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And And then as soon as their wedding's over, then, you know, that ends, but... That way that they we've given them that little extra layer of something special. That's nice. And they get a little little surprise every month up to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Good. Um, so I think the uh, kind of the last element is in terms of the hiring. You had some experience with that, and your staff has been with you for a long time. Um, how do you find the people? What, what do you look for in someone? Do you look for different things in a hairstylist versus an esthetician? Um Tell me about the hiring. Usually it's people who kind of contact us. Mm-hmm. And then we might meet with them. You know, I, I for me, I usually have them do a style for me, and I just kind of see how they present themselves. They feel secure with themselves. And, you know, it is about the outcome of the style, but it's also about how you portray yourself, you yeah. know, and yeah. come across. And, and they would... Uh, they would do that on a, on a friend would come yeah, with them. Yeah, exactly. Just, a model. Bring a model with you. I see. Or okay. sometimes the last one I brought my mother as my model. Hmm. You know? <laughs> All right. All right. Good. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's very similar. Uh, basically, if somebody actually somebody reached out yesterday, and uh, they would send examples of their work, and it's more about sometimes it's just they would, they would send see, photos. They would send right, photos, photos okay, of their okay, work, yeah. and uh, you know sometimes I just see something. I'll see some talent, you know, or I can see where they'll fit into our mold. So, for example, work. We're kind of known for brides that come to us that aren't day-to-day heavy makeup wearers, per se. They want a more natural look. Not to say that we don't do more. We can do that Kardashian. We can do all that. It's just not what we're probably known for. So I kind Mm. of look for a certain style when people come to us. They also have to fit in. Um, I'm very, we're very particular about, you know, how they're presented at a wedding. Uh, there's, you know, a dress code. There is, you know, no cell phones. We're very particular because that we're there to do a job. We're there to work for the bride. We're there for the family. We are not there to, you know, be on a cell phone or anything. It's yeah, yeah. It's so and, very and this particular. is this is the morning of the wedding. Yes, you're talking about. Right. yeah, and this is right. even at the trial. When we meet, because usually we meet, right. that's already have an office interview. for. It's our interview. Even the tri- okay. Well, our yeah. offices are for yeah. the brides that come meet us. Okay. Yep. And okay. we're, you know, we're in, you know, we're being interviewed by them. That's that day. true. That's true. So yeah. we yeah. want to make it the most professional and nice experience they can have, giving them, you know, champagne or and just enjoying and relaxing, and we give them like two hours of time just to be able to make sure we get what they need. Uh, so we want the, our places are clean and they're very, you know, well decorated. We hmm. pride ourselves on, nice. yeah, nice. Uh, how nice they look. Very girly, uh, but <laughs> we yeah. just we just have a certain way we do things. And the other thing is, is that if they work for us, they cannot work for a competitor in the industry because I think it confuses brides. When the bride goes to look, right. they're looking right. at probably 20 sites. If they see this girl's face here and they see it here, mm. it's confusing. So, and, the people- But that goes back to our other conversation. They, they can have their general salon business yep. but they can't work for an an event beauty a, 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 a wedding correct um could they work for a local photographer you know you go when you see the portrait pictures in the mm-hmm. store window could they work for a photographer or sure they? right i don't okay. think many photographers actually do that like they oh. will call us like we deal with a couple of photographers that call us like I I, i'm dealing with uh, this uh company called she breeze and they uh on walpole and they go and just do big events like headshot events and things like that and i'm working with this certain photographer so we come in and we'll do the hair and makeup for that um i don't know that i'm sure there's some photographers that use makeup artists but i don't know that they employ them as a full-time thing I, right it's that's probably true. not a that's business for them. A referral thing right mm-hmm. that's true um can you tell me about one of the more um memorable events that happened around a wedding we've had some um, very let's just say we've had some very grandiose weddings i've ha- i've been at weddings where they've you know uh culturally they've had the come around and on the back of elephants and such that's which right that's been, what i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. which see. has been you're just amazed wow. um and wow. and culturally uh, the weddings how they're different some of them start you know at we start them at five o'clock in the morning and they're still going you know the ne- into the next day wow. uh, yeah. so wow. it's there's such a difference in everything uh and you know and the brides are all different you know yeah. some yeah. are nervous some are just 
hey, whatever, yeah. you know. It's but that's a great, that, that brings to mind a great point. Have you had to learn um, different cultural approaches to hair Absolutely. and makeup? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we okay. have, I mean, makeup-wise, uh, you definitely have to learn how to blend certain colors together and skin tones and what culturally the skin tone that they want. Uh, so it, it's hmm. very different. And then there's a lot of hair pieces right. so you have and to such. Do, right, and you have to be able to do one look in the morning and a different look in the afternoon. Oh, and you don't want to make it too difficult for you to do it again later. Yeah. You know, I went to yeah. one where they were all doing the dancing in the streets. And that was like, for me, I got to sit in my car in the corner and I was videoing it because I was like, that looks like so much fun. I want to go to their wedding. And, <laughs> and I love it when the people are so much fun. And sometimes when you actually get to meet the groom, you're like, wow, there is a guy because we never meet them. We never meet them. <laughs> or they'll say, right. oh, gee, how was that venue? I don't know. We were on the inside of a hotel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Great. Mm -hmm. um, just to wrap up, advice for people um, considering entering the field in, in each or both of your specialties um, as a practitioner. If someone was thinking about being a hairstylist, um, in your experience and your, from your perspective, what kind of skills, personal characteristics, temperament, work ethic, what's what's what do you think is key to be to be successful as a hairstylist in today's market? I think wanting to work mm -hmm. and uh, being able to be on time and yeah. uh, you know pay attention to what's going on in front of you, mm -hmm. but also not having thin skin. If you're going to uh -huh. get your feelings hurt, might not be a good job, right? Cuz you need to be able to not everybody's going to like everything you do every time you do it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes yeah. in the wedding industry, you only know somebody for about five minutes. You don't know their real person, so you're going by pictures they show you. But a lot of mm. times, they're looking at the person of the picture, not the hairstyle itself, even That's in true. the salon. Yeah. So you have to be yeah. able to, a lot of communication, don't be afraid of questions. Mm. A lot of people are afraid of asking questions because it makes them feel like, oh, they're going to think I don't know what I'm talking about if I ask too much. But really, it's the other way around. Hmm. If you're just going at it and didn't ask much, well, then you probably don't know what you're doing. Yep. And, and what uh, what applies to both of you, but in your comments that came to mind, is um, people that are coming in every three weeks or four weeks to the corner salon, and you, and the stylist has a bad day or just misses something. You know, that's one that's one thing. But and you need to be able to leave that outside the door. If you're having a bad day, it needs to stay in your car. You can pick it up right. on your way out. But but Feel you free. have you have the person <laughs> who you've seen for six months, six years. Yeah. You know, and it, there's a foundation there. Your your business. As, as we've talked about it now, yours is kind of always high stakes because every wedding is, you know, essentially the wedding for that bride and the wedding for those bridesmaids. Right. That's it's not right. it's not. So it's when very you're in the different. trial, you have yeah. to be you have to be on it. Right. There's no right. do overs. Right. You can't. You know, we tell people, and I always tell people when uh, we're hiring them, we say there's only one reason that you won't be at that wedding, and it's not because you're alive. <laughs> there's no do-overs i mean luckily yeah. we have a big uh crew of people which is better than being a one-horse show where if mm. you say something happens you have you're going to call a bride and say sorry i can't make it today right. you know yeah. we we have a staff that can do that but honestly in all of our years it just it hasn't happened and uh it's one of those jobs that you have to go and every time if you don't love it i still tear up every time i see the bride white when she gets to that point and you just have to love it to me it's mm. never been a job for mm. me it's just i truly love every time i do it yeah. and i say yeah. that to everybody that works for us if you don't love it don't do it wow. um yeah. if you but you need to get as much experience. You need to know how to read people and how to make a relationship because 
it's a big day. I mean, for a wedding, it is the most intimate time of their lives is that day when they're getting ready. You have no idea how important it is to them. And if you don't fit in or if you don't, you know, pick up on the vibe and be what the, what the vibe is going for the place, you just, it's mm. not going to work. Right. And right. it's, it's, it's a, it's an honor. Mm. It's an honor to yeah. be part of that day. One more kind of drill down on the esthetician part of mm. your, so again, is there, what do you think makes someone, what skills would make them a good esthetician? Well, you know, you have to really know product knowledge. You need to know what's going to work on different skin types. And you have to, it has to be something that you're interested in, is making people look and feel better about themselves. <laughs> and it's knowledge. And again, in aesthetic school, you get a very baseline amount of knowledge because it's 300 hours. There's not that much that you can learn. Uh, I would say that if you can continue taking, I took a whole bunch of different certification courses so that I knew how to do everything. If you want to be a good esthetician, be a really well-rounded one. Get certified in, you know, advanced technologies, laser, get advanced, you know, in hmm. lash extensions. The more you know, the better you'll be. Is there a place to go on online that is the American Association of Esthetics? Is there a repository? Uh, I of think it's Cisco is one of the big ones. But you can okay. go through Catherine Hines, I believe, and Elizabeth Grady. Oh, okay. And they do have advanced uh, certification courses. Okay. But I did everything I could think of just so that I knew it. Mm. I just wanted to know everything I possibly could. And the, the ones that are successful are the people that keep their knowledge up and they are always on the cutting edge of anything that's new that's coming out. Final question, I guess, for both of you. Do you find that um, mentoring and kind of peer sharing, peer training, ideas here, ideas there, free fl- is, it, is, the, is it a collaborative field among practitioners or is it not so much because it's very competitive? I think it's important to share with other people. Okay. The more heads are better than one, right? Yep. You yep. know, and there's enough business for everybody. That's what, so there's, yeah. That's nice. our motto. I, and I always nice. say that we always say that we uh, deal with a couple of uh, our competitors that we refer to that we know hmm. are fantastic, and they do to us. And good. I I remember good. walking up to this gal who's a very good friend of mine now who owns a business like ours. And said, hey, there's enough business for everybody. Let's just kind of get together and do this right. And I, we, there's other people, you know, we, we like what they do. We, you know, we're supportive. There are people that are going to be very competitive out there, but we just feel there are so many brides. There are so many jobs yeah. out there. Yeah. Everybody should be able to just be together and just feed, like she said, feed off each other and yeah. learn from each other. Nice, nice. Um, Kim Putre, Rachel Flaherty, great discussion, um, an inside view into the into the beauty, hairstyling, and esthetician world that very few people get a chance to learn. Um, I really appreciate your time. Great conversation. Beauty Boston, special event beauty. Where can people go on the web to learn more about your company and services? Beautyboston.com. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us on CareerPod. Thank, Thank you. you.